Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Welcome to Good Pop, Bad Pop, where we are all band geeks. We just never join the band. Em, how are you? It is Teen Movie Week. Fantastic. Teen Movie Week is my jam. It's my favourite. I am ready. You are ready. On a whim, we watched a few... <laughs> we watched a few teen movies, and we thought, what are the best teen movies? What are the formative movies of our mm. teen years? Which brings us to today's theme... Of putting them in some sort of coherent order <laughs> and um, talking about them and, yes. you know, what was good about them, what was not so good about some of them and where that leaves us today. Yes. Um, thoughts on the era in general where we grew up in, in terms of teen movies? Well, look, all right. We grew up in an interesting time. We are in our um, very, 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 very late 20s. Uh, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Some may say early to mid-30s. Um, I don't. And um, we grew up in an interesting time because we're the only generation who knows the world both pre- and post-internet. Hmm. Um, as a result, teen movies are of a very interesting time. The internet's kind of a very new theme in a lot of the movies. It's kind of funny looking at that um, in hindsight sometimes and having a bit of a think about like what new internet meant in teen films at that time and how that differs to now. Um, so I look forward to having a chat about that movie by movie. Hmm. Just looking at what we'll get into, there's not a lot of internet presence in many of these movies. Um, even some of the earlier ones, they weren't... When it does, though, it ha- it's very important. Yeah. Mm. And some of them didn't have mobile phones. Yeah. <laughs> this makes it very difficult. Well, America was very late to texting. They were really late on board the texting train. Really? Yeah. So in movies, you didn't really see people like text as part of normal day-to-day stuff until like 2010. <laughs> mm. Okay. I remember when it was new, it was such a big thing and they'd have the little text boxes on... The... Oh, but before even that, like well before, I think the first time I ever saw like an SMS message in a movie was Charlie's Angels on the Nokia, <laughs> the little red one, <laughs> the little red Nokia. And I was like, shoot, texting's they, hit the they movies. They made this um, joke on Buffy the Vampire Slayer because it ran so long mm-hmm. and no one ever knew where anyone was. And then they had to address the fact that mobile phones exist. Maybe True. we should all get them since we're all crime fighting <laughs> vampire killers. Uh, so, yeah, interesting time in terms of, um, you know, reflecting upon what it meant to be a teen, watching teen movies in this era. So as a result, uh, we've sort of tailored this specifically for us. Um, and so, our listeners who yeah. are all <laughs> late 20s. <laughs> yeah, late, late 20s. Uh, so um, by that logic, we've stuck with 90s. And I think our cutoff date was well, officially 04? 05. 05? We, set we stretched a rough, We spent... We set as a rough 10-year period, roughly encompassing our listeners' teenage years. Encompassing, yeah. Encompassing. Um, 1995 to 2005. So late 90s, early noughties, if you 
spent some time in a high school in that decade, you may enjoy this episode. You if did. not, I don't know what the appeal is for you. Go away. <laughs> who <laughs> are you, grown-ups? <laughs> who are you, young or people children? or old people? Um, that said, though, uh, we probably will do a later episode looking at older classic um, teen movies and newer ones and how the newer ones have changed. Because the last few that I've seen of the last, I want to say, five to ten, specifically five, um, what a change in the youths of today. So um, mm. stay tuned for another episode we'll, about later. We'll mention that briefly in some of our external mm. mentions. So given our era, John Hughes will not be getting a run. There will be no Maybe. Breakfast Club. There will be no Bueller. There will be no... It's all for another time. Yeah. And brought up this big argument on what is a teen movie, which yes. we got to thinking because some we people We had to were... develop a very specific criteria for what makes a quintessential 90s-esque yeah. Movie. So those are the years, 95 to 2005. Mm-hmm. It has to incorporate a quintessential teenage experience. Coming so, of age story. Talking high school stories, uni, college, I guess, college. stories. Bonus points if it involves a gymnasium that was themed for some reason, whether it was a high, a high school dance or a prom or a homecoming. I don't know. See, for me, I was like, it has to have either a prom or a graduation. Yeah. That was... If it doesn't have either of those, it doesn't count. Or like a, a, a party that involves one of those two. Other side note, these are all American, I've noticed. So the that American teen movie is what would shove down our throat as young people. Yeah. So I just noticed, I'm sure... There are some it, Australian teen movies, but um, again, probably a topic for another day. In well, fact, there's probably three of them. I've, I know one. Is it, it Garage was off, Days? No, that, oh. was, that was Blurred, the Schoolies movie. Oh, that was awful. Yeah. I should rewatch that. <laughs> should you, though? <laughs> Straight A's coming up. Um, True. So, in sticking to these rules, we disqualified a few very popular candidates. Yes, we had to um, make some subcategories for episodes to future come. <laughs> yeah. So, and firstly, these are all of the drama slash comedy variety. Yes. The rom-coms. Quintessential rom-com teen movies yeah, is what we're looking at. We may do it a later episode on the same era of teen horror. Mm, scream um, Queens, baby. Scream, Know What You Did Last Summer, Faculty, Disturbing Behaviour, those kind of movies. We mm. didn't include these. No, we did not. Um, other ones we disqualified were, while they were quintessential high school movies, the focus of the movies weren't really high school. So, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, mm-hmm. we disqualified... Technically, did involve a prom, but... Um... Yeah, it, like they had flashbacks, it's but it was yeah they were all twenty eight year olds coming back to a reunion, so we disqualified that one. Old school also disqualified. While yeah. there were college kids, which would count, the movie was very much focused on the thirty year old. We did rewatch that as part of this experiment before we decided it was disqualified, and um, never was a favorite of mine. But I've got to say, much more relatable now as a thirty something year old. <laughs> That's when it came out. Yeah, sometimes you just, <laughs> uh, you gotta ditch your family and streak. <laughs> Frank the Tank right. was the hero of that. That Frank was a real tank. vehicle for Will Ferrell back in the day. He <laughs> had all the best moments of that. He shot himself in the face of a tranquilizer. <laughs> that was solid. Uh, anyway, that's, anyway, they were disqualified. Yes. Um, so before we dive into the list of mm-hmm. the top 10 based on, I don't know, about 15 to 20 people that I asked and polled, um, we're going to talk about some honourable and dishonorable mentions that either ones we like that no one else did or ones that were um, disqualified or fell out of our 10-year era. Meals. 
Yes. Um, first one I want to mention, because we, and I'm lumping them together, we watched one last night, 2019 released, called yeah. Booksmart. Yeah. Em, tell me about Booksmart. Um, shit, I'm not, wasn't prepared for this. Okay, uh, <laughs> I want me to tell you about Booksmart. <laughs> no, 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 I can, I can do this. Um, so this stars, um, two amazing young ladies by the names of... Uh, Catelyn Dever and Beanie Feldstein. Indeed. Directed uh, by Olivia Wilde. Yeah, and I've got to say, what a great team. Um, was very surprised. I couldn't believe I hadn't heard of this movie given, um, you know, it's directed by Olivia Wilde. It's got Jonah Hill's sister starring in it. It's like, what is going on here? And uh, the other person, who's the person who's not Beanie? Um, Catelyn. Yes. Um, you've probably seen her in the Netflix show Unbelievable. So tell me what it's about. What's right. it, what was this teen movie about? So this teen movie is about um, two smart girls who never partied during high school. They worked really hard to try to get into the uh, Ivy League schools. Um, they smash it, work really hard. Good job, ladies. Uh, but then they ask around and everyone got into all these schools and they're like, well, holy shit, why do we waste our life not partying? We've made the smart choice. Fuck it. We're going to a party before graduation. And I quietly love this plotline. Oh yeah. Because it, it's always... Quintessential It's always the, the burnouts and the nerds and stuff. And I always begrudged it slightly because I was pretty loose in high school. Mm. And, and I got decent marks and got into uni and I'm a clever man now. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Jay. <laughs> and I always begrudge, Congrats. like, look at that guy. He's so drunk. I'm like, all my friends have ridiculous drunk stories and we're all <laughs> to a degree successful people. Like, you know, settle down, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shame me, nerd. <laughs> so I really resonated with this plotline of these kids freaking out that all the burnouts from their perspective mm. were also getting into the ivies and yeah. <laughs> getting scholarships and stuff i thought that was a good spin on a so that was classic the, trope that was quite funny also jason sudeikis is in this movie as the yes. principal which is amazing because <laughs> as you all may know i'm a bit of a fan oh, um, sudeikis can do no wrong i know so the general plot of the film is they decide they want to go to a party before graduation specific party they want to go to um situations ensue they eventually get to the party blah 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 um Full of fun adventures. Um, it's also got that guy in it that's in... Um, Skylar. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who you may know from... Blanking. Santa Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita Diet. Um, the dorky young boyfriend guy. Also in Righteous Gemstones. Is he? Yes. Isn't he? I don't think so. Are you sure? Yes, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, I think you'll find he has an important role in that. Program. Anyway, so what I thought was funny about this movie mm. is the fact that it was when I found out it was Jonah Hill's sister, because this movie struck me as a very similar movie to an earlier teen movie that's mm. what ten years old now, Superbad. Yeah, the feminist Superbad. Yeah, so Superbad was you know partying adventures in high school, and but the real crux of the story was the bromance mm. between the two mains and the friendships and growing up and eventually having to go your separate ways at the end of. Yeah. High school. And this was the female version of that and mm. exploring female friendship. And it was just great that the two mains in these movies were brother and sister. Yeah. And they've made, yeah, this version of it. And I thought it was just really clever. And, you know, it's a pretty underrepresented area. In t oh, big time. Yeah, like, big all these time. movies are about guys trying to get sex, generally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super bad was similar. <laughs> yeah. So it was a nice spin on it. To follow the female perspective on this. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's um like the comedy, the writing, everything is spectacular. Some gorgeous lighting in there too, which I really enjoyed. 
Um, everyone's got a fantastic performance. Really recommend if you've not seen. So get onto that book smart. So that's a modern one we thought yeah. we'd throw in there. Yeah. Now, we had a few other modern ones that were a bit newer and thus fell out of our range. Well, let's not call them modern. <laughs> I guess they're not even new anymore. Um, <laughs> I think the newest one in that list is still 10 plus years old. <laughs> But ones that fell outside of our, our category for whatever reason, be it time or whatever else. So yes. I'm referring to Easy A. I assume you're a big fan of Easy A as I'm well. I'm a colossal fan of Easy A. Um, that is probably my all-time... Ooh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say it. I would say it's my all-time favorite teen movie. Really? Yes, closely followed by my number one on our list, which will be announced later. Your number one on your my list. Number one not on the my number list. one. No, <laughs> okay. no. Fuck everyone else. Uh, no, uh, Easy A is definitely one of my uh, favorite, not just all-time teen movies, but all-time movies. Um, Emma Stone's fantastic, phenomenal in that movie, and um, she will play me in my biopic. Mm-hmm. Interesting side note. Yes. We've t- mentioned four movies. Lisa Kudrow has been in three of them. Yeah, she's... <laughs> she's uh... sneakily crushing teen movies. <laughs> yeah, she is, which is uh, very interesting. She was in Rummy and Michelle. She was in Booksmart. She was in Easy, Easy A. A. Yeah. <laughs> is she in any of these others? Probably. Oh, we'll find out. We'll have to do the math. Uh, we had a few other oddities that mm-hmm. fell out of the range, and we were debating whether they were teen movies. Um, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, see, now I put that in a, a subcategory of a movie that has teenagers in it, but is more of an indie weird movie. Right, and it's but it's about high school. There's it a is. dance. This one has a prom, yes. uh, not a prom, has a you know an auditor a themed auditorium, <laughs> which passes one of our criteria. That is true. So by our rules, it is in there, but we thought that I don't know who it was it satire. I still don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going with satire indie film. Yeah, um, Juno. Same category. I, I lump that in with the indies. Uh, also, Juno, like, I get it, but not a fan. Um, Emma, like, uh, Ellen Page was fantastic in it, but, um, yeah, overall, yeah. Exploring the consequence of all these young guys trying to have sex in Indeed. all these teen movies is pregnancy. Mm. Like, it should come up more. <laughs> it really should. <laughs> um Another one, Varsity Blues. Now, I took this yeah. off the list because I felt we could do a whole episode on sport Teen movies. sport categories, But yeah. Varsity Blues is my favorite. You got Paul you Walker. Um, Paul Walker, who will make several appearances today. Did. Dawson. Yep. <laughs> James Vanderbeek. Um, JBD. Yep. And that, that's one of my favorites. Wait. But we took it off. JBD. 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 James. G- V D B. There we go. Okay, we got it. Whew. Dawson. <laughs> um, not another team movie. One of your favorites. Yes. Um, look, we rewatched this again today, and I know that people put a bit of shit on it in terms of it being like a quality movie, given it's like satire kind of thing. And look, sure, fair enough. But it actually takes a lot of really clever writing to cram that many references uh, from just what would the period be like? Five years. Like yeah. only five years of teen movies and they've crammed so many in the first like five to ten minutes of the film and that was actually really impressive writing wise i was and fantastic yeah good just, on you and guys. we were a bit sensitive to it because we've watched a lot of these movies this weekend we have or in the last month or so but just the first five minutes of that movie were exceptional like not the the first minutes of the movie like the, the <laughs> once the movie gets going and you hit maybe seven of the big movies yeah in like five minutes or 
thread it into a semi-cohesive plot. (laughs) I would call it a very cohesive plot. Like, I was very impressed. Like, I feel it's a movie that shouldn't age really well, but somehow does. Because you just appreciate the nostalgia so much more. It's, um... Tickles me, though, seeing um, Evans playing the lead when, you Love know, it. he's on a bit of a pedestal now after his run as Captain America. <laughs> so it's funny It's the first seeing. time you ever get to see America's ass. <laughs> and the whipped cream bikini from Varsity it's, Blues. Yeah. It's not a Sunday. It's a banana split. <laughs> um, what else? And there was two of mine that I quite liked that didn't make the list. Mm-hmm. Girl Next Door. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that even about? Shooting pornography. Sex Ed. It ended up yeah. being about Sex Ed. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert in her prime. I um, did like that movie. Um, and Timothy Oliphant. Indeed. Um, and you know what? It very well may even make my personal top ten, but in terms of quintessential popular movies, probably more on the B list. It was a bit later, but yeah. I had a real soft spot for Alicia Cuthbert, who was in Old School. That is true. <laughs> Remember, yeah. there's only like nine actors and they reused them for all the 90s and all these movies. Like, there's... I mean, I'm going to start rattling off names once we get to the main list. And they're in all the movies. That's true. <laughs> in fact... Yeah, it's crazy. All right. <laughs> now, a movie that we did also rewatch as part of this experiment, which uh, after rewatching, we decided did not quite belong in the category and is more in our thriller-slash-horror teen 90s section... Um, is Cruel Intentions. No, we didn't take that out because of a thriller. We didn't? No, 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 no. That's not what happened. No. So we re- all right. Discuss. So we rewatched <laughs> Cruel Intentions. Now, on this podcast... What a mistake that was. <laughs> on this podcast, I have mentioned that... In fact, on our very first episode... Oh, really? ...of this podcast, I think I mentioned that Cruel Intentions is one of my favourite all-time movies. Is it still, team? We I hadn't watched it in 10 yeah. years, and we <laughs> threw it on the other day on the old streaming service and sat and sat through Where that movie. Where can we catch this, by the way? Uh, Stan, we oh, watched Stan, that one. Yeah. Stan's pretty good source of teen movies. That is if true. If you yeah. feel the itch. Mm-hmm. Um... <sighs> What a watch. I haven't watched it in 10 years. And in 2019, this movie is problematic. (laughs) Yes, it is. Now, just to tell you where I was coming from, I love teen angst. I love inane problems that teenagers dial up to 11. Um, Someone shredded me the other day because we're talking about the Harry Potter movies. And I said my favorite part was the one where Harry is really angsty and mad. And everyone's like, everyone hated that. (laughs) And I'm like, nah, I got it. Harry... Fuck everyone, Harry. Like, <laughs> yell at them. So, I'm an angst addict. <laughs> you are. You're a bit of teen angst. So, Cruel Intentions is the most ludicrous form of angst ever. you got these super rich Upper East Side tryhards mm. obsessed with banging everyone. <laughs> I don't know. It was a bit weird. And the soundtrack. Like, it was just musically. Well, the, the only thing that held up about this film was the soundtrack. Oh, placebo, the verve counting it opens crows. immediately with placebo, and I was just like... In cardigans. Anyway, <laughs> um, the plot is, and this is a trope we will talk about a bit more later. The guy has to seduce a girl on a dare, and There's this bet. This was There's all that relationship was weird, but okay, it was all relatively well, like it was proper. Well, it was mean. The the cruel the intentions were cruel. True. But it was all by the book. But there was other subplots of him seducing other people that were pretty blackmailing and rapey and yeah, I did not hold up. Was was not a fan of a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say. 
Yeah, and it really, really took the tarnish, tarnish, no, it took the varnish, it tarnished it. (laughs) Words. Um, Sorry, I've watched 19 movies in the last two days. 19 movies? That's so many. (laughs) You mean nine teen movies about teenagers? Yep. Yeah. Not 19 movies. No. That would be impressive. That would be. Yeah. Um, So we disqualified it because it was a little bit shitty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Sarah Michelle Gellar in that movie triggered puberty for me, and, like, she was fine. And it preceded a whole era of pornography later with the stepsister porn genre, which is Gross. a big thing, apparently. Yeah. It's, like, all porn now. Um, and there was some empowering Look, one, one, moments. One of my main issues is more that Ryan Philippe was apparently a heartthrob and seduced a lot of people. I'm like, you look like such a fucking dweeb. No one's going to have sex with you. And you have no personality to match this. It's not like you can be like, oh, that guy's actually really rad. You're not. You're kind of a square and you look like a noodle. I, I backed him. No. I mean, there's no Chris Evans. There's no Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> yeah. Well, obvs. <laughs> but nah. You know what? Glad he got hit by a bus. All right. Or what, it was taxi, a taxi. Or yeah. whatever it was. Well, he died, so it's all good. Yeah, good. There's a few weird things about that plot, too. Like, they're at the guy's funeral, and they're like, oh, let's hand out his journal, and, like, that was weird. you know, smack down his sister. Oh, like, also, the origin of the burn book from Mean Girls was sort of putting that yeah, out there. True. So that was a nice little precursor touch that, in hindsight, I could appreciate. I was like, oh, let's go for the burn book. I like it. True, true. Distasteful for a funeral, but sure. Um, yeah. So you said there was some empowering there was some moments. empowering parts from Sarah Michelle Gellar's thing. So this is in the era girls are pure and pristine and don't have sex and they're goody goody. And Sarah Michelle Gellar actually has a good. She was painted as a villain in this movie, mm. but she was all like had a moment of truth where she's like, "I hate that I have to act Mary Sunshine all the time." Yeah. Whereas if everyone knew what I was really into, they would call me a slut and stuff mm. like that. So that was. You know, fair enough. Yeah. But then they made her a villain and kind of malicious and evil and stuff. Which... Although I really liked her Coke Cross. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember at the time being like, I want a Coke Cross. The real <laughs> winner of this movie was um, how to smuggle cocaine places. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was tough stuff. Um, so, yes, we took that off the list. But, I don't know, some parts of it were fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Any other honourable mentions for you, Em? Um, the only other honourable mention that I have is one of my old teen favourites, which is The New Guy from 2002. Oh, yeah? Falls within we the category. We watched that this weekend, we yeah. We did watch that this weekend. Um, look, I had a... <sighs> Listeners, feel free to rag, but um, I had a massive thing for DJ Qualls. Look, I know it's weird. He has two entries on this movie, he... on this list. Uh, does he want to see that I will tell you when oh, we get to it. Um, I can't even think what that would be. Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, just because he's funny and I like a wiry man. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Do you what? like him as um, long-haired dweeby quals or like 90s Eminem quals? Oh, right. So you're asking me if, if I like him as um, as Dizzy or as uh, Gil. Is yeah. The, uh, is the, you know what? It is good with me. Uh, <laughs> okay. I just... I like an androgynous body. Um, <laughs> and he's very funny. He's also in a few episodes of Scrabble and an episode of Scrabble. Anyway, I could go on about the list of DJ calls, but I won't. Um, I've dead like three men who look like him. <laughs> embarrassing on my behalf. That's um, uh, yeah, an unfortunate type. I like a man you can carry. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so starring DJ Qualls and a uh, bangsless Zoe Deschanel as well, who is in this movie. 
Um, look, it's just really funny. Um, a line that I still use from that is, you've been looking at my Janet. Um, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that was really... a really weird framing mechanism for that, <laughs> having that prison guy to be the one to hype him up. To, like, to narrate Yeah, the, the it felt entirely optional. <laughs> I guess, but it gives it some weird over context, I yeah. guess. Anyway, so um, that that's sort of my honourable mention of teen movie. Um, it's not overly popular, which is why it <laughs> hasn't been included in the list, but it's one of my favourites. Also on Stan, if you want to watch it, to just rag on M's taste in men. Yeah, I mean, feel free. Look, I, I know I like losers. It's a trend. <laughs> oh, <I know>. uh, <laughs> but um, what was a bit weird, though, is that there's, there's a scene where he breaks a mop over his knee um, to pretend to maybe show it up the principal's ass, um, and he gets expelled as a result. And I'm like, you know what the difference is between 2002 and 2019? Is Netflix did that in a show, <laughs> and they made it much more horrific and not funny. And you know what? I prefer the funny version. <laughs> That's all right. Genre hopping to, what was yeah. that, 13 Reasons? 13 oh, Reasons. pass. Yes, um, a hard pass. So, like, you know what? Putting things in bars, more funny. Let's not make it scary and horrible in actual reality that people face. Um, so that's my honourable mention in this, uh, had, in this list. What else did you have? I have one more. Euro yep. Trip. Yes. That didn't make it in. Big favourite of mine. Now, I have a funny Euro Trip story. You do. Go on. In that I didn't see this movie until I was literally on my Euro Trip. I watched this in Amsterdam? Oh, how lovely no. for you. <laughs> Venice? I don't know. Some country. And... If you recall, in the movie, there's a brother and sister who are traveling together, and at a club, they accidentally make out. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. On my... Hold up. This didn't happen to you, did it? No. Okay, good. But... I was worried where the story was going. (laughs) What do you mean, no, but? Did you have a hot cousin with you? No, no, no. It didn't happen to me, but on... Everyone pay attention. T's about to tell a story about how he made out with his hot cousin. (laughs) (sighs) No. <laughs> On my Lies. trip in my tour group, there was a some twins, like a brother and a sister, and they Would obviously you say that there were there were two girls and that they're triplets. No, it's like... a reference for later. Okay. Go on. <laughs> and a brother and a sister, and they'd never seen the movie, and they were sitting next to each other when this scene played, and everyone's oh, all like, "Yeah, made it really awkward," and <laughs> no one else helped. We made it even more awkward, and it was quite funny. Um, I, too, have a Euro trip story. I was not in Europe because I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but um, this was a favorite movie of mine and my crew at the time. And so for my 18th birthday, because this came out when I was in year 12, um, some friends of mine got me a bottle of absinthe, <laughs> which I drank on my 18th birthday and got very, very drunk after, like, two shots. I think the whole night I had three cruises, two shots of absinthe, and nearly died. Good times. Did you hallucinate? Did it have, like, the wormwood in it? No, but I gave, like, an hour and a half speech. So, <laughs> uh, so that's our honourables <laughs> and dishonourable mentions. We haven't even talked about the movie Eurotrip. It was a solid movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> that was just my Eurotrip story. Yeah. Um, we should have, like, a, a scoreboard of all the quintessential actors... And mm. sort of tick them off every time they make an appearance. Because some of these would be hitting fives and tens and stuff. That is true. Some of them are in this, like, a lot. Yeah. All right. So, after the break, we will start our countdown of the top ten teen movies from 95 to 2005. Welcome back, Em. Um, Welcome so back, So, this is a poll from a bunch of listeners and friends and just general random people I've been hassling on Facebook. 
Yeah, I didn't even know that you were doing this. Like, you didn't publicize this. You just came back and you're like, hey, ask some people. I'm like, what people? Where have you been? I just got my fingers on the pulse, Em. I yeah. just, I just know, I know what everyone's thinking. <laughs> and people are passionate about really obscure topics. And this is one of them. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. So starting at number 10. We have... We're doing an official countdown. We're going to dispute this countdown because this is an overall countdown of what's probably the most popular, but then you and I have different favorites. Right. Well, my mm. favorite came in at number 10. So. Yeah. Well, fair enough. <laughs> um, number 10, Road Trip. Road Trip. Um, starring Breck and Meyer, mm-hmm. who will probably make another appearance in this countdown, oh, if really? I recall. Sean William Scott. Yeah. I- who will make several, <laughs> who has already been, who was in old school and will be in a movie later, I assume. At least two more. Tom Green. Oh, Remember, just to give a sense of what two-year period this was where Tom Green was relevant. <laughs> DJ Qualls. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> and Amy Smart was the female lead in this one. Who... Like a man you can break in half. <laughs> Interesting side note. Well, firstly, road trip. Sure. <laughs> um... The guy's in a long-distance relationship. Accidentally, he is—he cheats on his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Accidentally, films it. Accidentally, mails it to his girlfriend. See, look, I already have so many questions about this film. <laughs> how does that even happen? So, how did that happen? He swapped the tapes back. He was—he was used to send her video diaries, yeah. or something. And yeah, long distance at college. It's a tropey thing in American TV. I just couldn't recommend it less. <laughs> now you just like FaceTime chat. Like yeah. the world is simpler these days, my friends. <laughs> now, interesting things about this movie: they go on a road trip to the fictional University of Austin. I think they're mm. at the University of Ithaca, also fictional, and they want to intercept the tape to save pretty shitty things from happening mm. of the most vicious breakup of all time. Sure. <laughs> Interesting things. Tom Green doesn't go on the road trip. He stays at the uni and goes on his own side adventure trying to feed a snake. He sure does. Yeah, and it was pretty funny. And I don't <laughs> find Tom Green funny 99% of the time. But Not I a Tom Green him. fan? No. Is he a bit too much for you? <sighs> he needs to be a support. He needs the Manzoukas treatment. Like, <laughs> Jason Manzoukas couldn't do a one-man show. It'd be too much. Tom Green has done one-man shows, and it was too much. Whereas him, as part of an ensemble, works better. So what you're saying is you would not go see a show that featured Jason Manzoukas and Tom Green. And Tom Green I would 100% see it. <laughs> like, um, I would be front row center to that. I'd be there for it. Like, I would cry the whole time, but I'd be there. Because um, a couple people did throw votes to Freddy Got Fingered. and um, That's not I, a teen movie. Though. I know, I didn't count it because it wasn't a teen movie. It's not remotely. That's just a weird movie. Yeah. Side note, they made a sequel to Road Trip in 2009. Did they? And the only actor to recur their role was DJ Qualls. God bless. <laughs> now I want to see it. I, I do because Danny Pudi's in it. Who's that? Abed. Oh, really? Yeah, so I want to see that. All right, stay tuned for <laughs> <laughs> review. review of Road Trip Well, too. hold on. <laughs> Let's yes. do an episode on direct-to-DVD or direct-to-VHS oh, sequels me watch all the- of good movies. If I like, we can to- watch Cruel Intentions 3. No. We can watch American Stop. Pie 9. No! <laughs> like, we can watch all this stuff. American Pie is a trilogy and only a trilogy and I'll die on that hill. Road Trip 2. Uh, oh. Number 9. Fuck. <laughs> 
Empire Records. Yeah. It's Rex Manning Day. Rex Manning Day. Exploring a bunch of high school kids, maybe post high school at their trendy weekend jobs mm. in a record store. None now, of these things exist anymore. <laughs> happy Rex Manning Day. Now, now I fought you on this a little bit because I didn't think this qualified as a quintessential teen movie because well, it did not have a graduation or prom and the small the burnouts who dropped out in year ten knew we were working. I still think I still think it is. Mm. Um, I just said bonus points because it comes up so much. It's a themed auditorium, and this is a different kind. And this is like you know the tacky side job. You had and people who think it's, you know, think they're so cool in their remedial cashier job kind of thing. Um, Second, uh, first entry for Ethan Embry. Love Ethan Embry. Yep. Who I think will make another two appearances. Two? I can think of at least one. Yeah. Um, What was interesting, all these teen movies have all the same teen movie actors. Not... Well, Big only, actors. There's only X amount of people who are teens when you're filming. So if you're looking at a specific era. Right. But I mean, there's these teen movies, so, you know, who didn't go on to become massive stars. This movie's a little unique in yeah. that it was loaded. You got Anthony LaPaglia, you got Liv Tyler, you got mm. Renee Zellweger. Mm. Like, A listers later on. Yeah, but the only thing that I know of that Ethan Embry was in post teen movies is um, that show I watch. He's got quite a lot of acting credits, and he looks very different now. That's probably why he's not acting as much. <laughs> so Empire Records, famous for the trendy early 90s soundtrack. Very yes. indie. Yes, all yes. cool songs, none of them around now. <laughs> <laughs> and A Day in the Life at a record store. One of my favorites. It was just the coolest movie I'd seen at the time. Shoplifter! <laughs> yeah, good movie. You can join Gua. <laughs> all right, so that's number nine, Empire Records. Right. Number eight, bring it on. Mm. Now, we have a problem talking about this one since yes, I we haven't do. seen it since the year it came out. And I think it wasn't my choice. Yes. Have you seen this movie, Em? I've seen this movie twice and it was three times too many. <laughs> or So this is our review based on neither of us seeing it or liking it in a long time. Yeah. I When I think of this movie, I imagine Kirsten Dunster's crotch a lot. Okay. Because they do the camera down when they're doing flips and lots right. of like underwear and booty shots and stuff. Yeah, probably. Because that's what cheerleading movies are about. Sure. I, is this the one where they go to a competition? Yeah, probably. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and there's like a routine that they stole or some shit? I, no, I think someone at the other team stole theirs. I don't know. I can't remember. All I remember is that this movie's stupid <laughs> and was so girly and look, I went to an all-girls school and I have big problems with this movie for the following reason. Um, I watched it and I was like, I don't like this movie. It's very girly and very lame. Not someone who enjoys girly things um, a lot of the time. So, And um, you would say you had a lot of friends as a kid? Um, I would say I had very few. But, uh, <laughs> but um, so the, the problem that I have with this with this movie is uh, that it, it, it discolored my entire high school experience because you could never walk into a fucking classroom and go, oh, it's cold in here, without someone launching into that giant cheer from Bring It On of, brr, it's cold in here. I'm not going to sing it because I hate it so much. That's how flat I'm keeping it. Um and it just drove me insane. And I really didn't care for it, but everyone thought it was great. So it was over that year where everyone was talking about Bring It On and Passions. 
that's passions. The, yeah, that was the era in which this film what? came out. As in, like midday TV passions. Yes. With the little Timmy, the yeah, yeah. This is all the. This I, is all in the same homeroom. <laughs> why are Why are kids talking about passions? I don't know, man. Um, but look, that's just the time that it was, and so I have bad associations for that alone. And that was, and I did watch it once when it did come out, and I was just like, that was rubbish. I hate that movie. Um, but then I watched it. I think maybe two years ago, because I'm like, you know what. I'm mature now. <laughs> I, too, appreciate cheerleading. Perhaps now I'll understand the Jolly good. importance of the cheer. And, you know, I still don't. And it was still rubbish. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Fuck everybody. <laughs> You're now, all wrong. And I hate this movie. Now, and I hate that we even have to talk about it. And that it's on our stupid list. Well, we, Also, I don't like Kirsten Dunst. You don't like the Dunst? I don't. No. Oh, up nah. the Dunst. No. Nah, get out. <laughs> Well, there, this one spawned several sequels. And there was a movie you made me watch, which was, was probably a teen movie. It wasn't a, one of these, but it was another cheerleading one where the two guys go to cheerleading oh, camp. yeah. Because that's where all the girls go at summer. What was that? Is it like Fired Up or something? Maybe. Like? Yeah. I think it was also not very good, but somehow it wasn't better than good, Bring It On. But I, it was fine. Like, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember now. And I just love the moxie. Like... All these people like, oh, it's so important to bang all these chicks. And these guys went, all right, so you have to go to cheerleader camp. And they got bullied for like, oh, that's so girly. And it's like, mm. yep, that's where all the naked girls are. And so, you know, they took one for the team and hooked up with all the girls. I assume. I don't remember. Well, I th- I, well look, no. I think the important <laughs> takeaway is that they were like, you know what? Cheerleading's actually hard. We got to work really hard to get to do this. And they did work really hard. And then they got the ladies. Um, so many ladies. <laughs> so I think you kind of missed an important step there. But <laughs> the point is, cheerleading is like legit hard. Well, we, 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 we both had to do a pyramid a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. I was the bottom right. <laughs> yeah. I was in the middle row. What we should do as a fun side project, we should More have done pyramids? this. No, no, no. Oh, disappointing. Rank. So 90% of these movies are about <laughs> guys trying to hook up with girls. True. We should rank every plan from every movie. <gasps> we should. Like, you know, trying to seduce the principal's daughter to joining um cheerleader camp to making bets making yeah turning a random girl into the prom queen to writing a hand nice handwritten note (laughs) (laughs) to standing outside of a window with a boombox you actually can't rank them because these are movies they were all these plans were successful also what took the least amount of anyway standing out the front with a boombox i guess Slightly um, sore arms. Up great. next, the effort to get laid. Going undercover <laughs> as a reporter in a high school. Number yes. si- uh, seven, never been kissed. Starring mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore and others. <laughs> yes. Um, this was the first movie I ever saw at the movies really? without a parent. Ah. Yes, I went with my cuz. We had a good time. I still have that movie stub. Wow. Yeah. Did you like the movie? I did, yeah. Uh, great outfits. Uh, Drew Barrymore was fantastic. Uh, very funny. Um, a little weird in hindsight, given that she hooks up with a teacher, but I guess that's better because she's an adult. I don't, I don't know the right answer to this kind of proposition. Right. Because. I, I feel there's no ethical weird. Does she here. hook up with students as well? N- no, I don't think so from memory. But she hooks up with a teacher. So yeah. this is a, like, while this is actually okay, it's a bad look for the teacher. I think they didn't actually hook up. Like, there was, like, chemistry and a will they, won't they, until he found out that she was an adult and then they hooked up. 
Because the flip side of this, which was super problematic, was Mm. 21 Jump Street with the cops going undercover (laughs) and dating the other high school girls. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that was bad. That was pretty bad. I mean, it was a comedy, but like really dark. (laughs) I, I feel there was some kind of loophole for that, though, but I forget what the loophole was. Were they older students or something? No, I don't think so. They were still students. Yeah. Oh. Good movie, though. <laughs> so Never Been Kissed, good? Yes. Who was the male lead in that? Um, oh, look, I used to know because someone I knew was obsessed with him, who's also in The Pole Bearer. Um, but I can't think what his name is. Some tall blonde dude. Tall blonde dude. Yeah. What's the movie? You're not thinking of Drew Barrymore, are you? No, I'm definitely thinking of Drew Barrymore. But I love that outfit that she has. It's all white and fluffy. That was definitely her, right? And not just not another team movie. Oh, was it David Arquette? No. He's on the top build cast. No, oh, well, maybe. Mm. I thought it was some other guy. He's like blondish. Um, yeah, look, I guess it was that guy. Yeah, it's David Arquette. Also, Bill O'Reilly's in that movie. John C. Riley. Yeah, that's who I meant. Bill O'Reilly. Whoa, <laughs> that would be a bad movie. Um, My bad. Yeah, David Arquette, I guess. Oh, I mean, he might have been blood back today. He was in Scream. Yeah. With, um... Who am I thinking of? Some other guy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. DJ Qualls and the other guy. Ow! Now, Creepy. the next one. Any other notes on? Not really. I've not seen them in a very long time. All right. Next one, which will... Very controversial for M. Number six. Can't hardly wait. Um... Em, do you have an opinion on this Look, movie? I have many opinions on this film. My first opinion is that this is number one, and anyone who disagrees can fight me. Well, it got pretty high up. I know, because you asked all your friends who also love this movie. Tell I me. <laughs> nearly studied this film for my year 12 essay on identity, because this movie is very self-aware. It has all of these glorious stereotypes of characters, but... It's been written in a way where it's very, um, it's it's self-aware without being satirical. Like they've even got all these little title cards in the beginning, flesh out all the characters who know exactly who's the jock, who's the nerd, who's trying to be this, who's trying to be that. Um, but at the same time, keeping a really generic plot. But all the performances are so, so good. Second appearance of Ethan Embry, the 19th appearance of Melissa Joan Hart, <laughs> who is literally in every single one of these movies with minor roles. Are you sure? With a lot of them. Okay, well... well. She was in Can't Hardly Wait, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. She was the yearbook one. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's not my yearbook. Yeah. Um, now, this movie's fantastic. Uh, as you said, stars Ethan Embry. Um, the OG of what I would call your look with the t-shirt and the open collared shirt over the top. Oh, me? Yeah, you. You as a person. That was... We watched this with friends the other day and a few of them <laughs> picked up that... There was like three of my fashion phases <laughs> represented by different characters in this. I don't even remember much about this movie until one, one of them wasn't the the one that Seth Green was rapping, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never done that one. No, that was probably closest <laughs> resembled to mine. <laughs> <laughs> that was more you because I used to wear a lot of safety goggles back in high school as a fashion statement. <laughs> I looked cool, and I stand by that look so what's the plot of can't hardly wait the plot of can't hardly wait is um the main character ethan embry he's been in love with the glorious amanda beckett played by 
Jennifer, Jenny Hewitt. Yep, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, who rocks a blue singlet and short skirt like no one else and walks in slow motion a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pick on that a lot in um, another team movie. They do, yeah. And the, she yeah, walks yeah. into the room and like... No one can move. <laughs> no, no one move until she does. <laughs> it's and, a thing. <laughs> so anyway, he has the letter, which is like a love confessional letter. And he, keeps, he spends the whole party trying to give her the letter. Um, and along the way, you follow different adventures of every character either trying to get laid or trying to poison a jock, <laughs> or trying to give a love letter, or trying to just survive the evening by supporting your idiot friend. Um, and it's all, it's all these little fun narratives that thread together that just make it a great party film. And it's the day, uh, it's a, it's the graduation party, so it's a very quintessential in that regard, and that's the party after graduation. Um, and it's just, it just... It's just beautiful. It holds up really well. It's got an amazing soundtrack. I think it has two songs by Smash Mouth in four. it. Four. We counted. Did we? <laughs> there are four Smash they, Mouth They should call this just the Smash Mouth song. What was great, it was before the... Um, before Shrek. The, the turning oh. point of Smash Mouth, which was caused by Shrek. Right. So it was before All Star, so it was um, all the other ones. <laughs> which, you know, back when I liked Smash Mouth, before Shrek ruined it for yeah, everyone. Apparently. So uh, so this is my number one favorite because it's so self-referential and self-aware. Um, and look, what else can you say except that Mike Dexter is a god? He is Worst a role t-shirts. model. Um, wasn't this also the first acting credit for Jason Segel? Yes, it is. He's eating a watermelon. <laughs> and, and goes... In reference to Scooby Doo. So we've had Jason Siegel. We've mentioned what movie was it? We saw it today. None of the Ted, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Ted was in that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume Hannigan's gonna make an appearance soon. Yeah. Uh MPH in any team movies is a bit before his era. No, the earliest I can think of is White Castle. And that's more just a burnout movie yeah. than a team movie. But still a lot of the yeah. um uh, How I Met Your Mother alum before the show existed. Yeah. <laughs> Out and about. Okay, so that is number six, Can't Hardly Wait. Or well, number one, if you're according to my <laughs> Number five, Clueless. Clueless! Tell me about Clueless, Em. Oh, man, you betcha, T. So, <laughs> Clueless is a timeless classic. Um, A lot of people, probably a little bit older than us, would probably say that Clueless is the um, quintessential 90s film. Definitely one of the biggest. Uh, in fact, I would rank this higher in terms of general appeal. Now, this is, like many other 90s teen movies, based on literature. So this is based on Emma by Jane Austen, if you're familiar with that story. Um, and it follows Alicia Silverstone, who is um, just trying to go about her business as a teen. And I actually forget the kind of general plot of it. But um, I, Because I never saw Clueless much, and I rewatched it, and I couldn't piece together a plot. Well, like the, nothing. The plot's more in that she she has a friend who she's trying to make cool. That's the plot. Hmm. So it's the she's all that rules, <laughs> but for friendship. Um, so she's trying to they they give a friend a makeover, and there's a lovely little um, uh, I'm blanking on the word. What's the word? A montage um, of them, um, you know, getting her all pretty and fancy, which is of um, I'm blanking on her name. What's her name? Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Um, Rest so, in peace, Brittany. Indeed. So they, they pretty her up, and and then the only time that Alicia Silverstone gets a bit annoyed is when she expresses some interest in the, um, not quite stepbrother, but pseudo-stepbrother of Alicia Silverstone, which is none other than our beloved, ageless Paul Rudd. 
Only appearance from Paul Rudd in this list. Yes. Second appearance for Breck and Meyer, who was also in Clueless. Yeah, there you go. Also um, stars Turk. And Turk's in it. <laughs> and so what is Emma about then? Whatever I just said. Okay. I don't know. I haven't read Emma. Okay. Because I'm um, like... The other ones I get, which we'll get into, but mm. I don't quite understand the... Well, it's just turning someone from a zero to a hero, basically, and then realizing that the person he wants in front of you all along. Um, standard. <laughs> Very <you know>. 90s <laughs> trope. All right. Yeah. Plus, Any... also, like, can we just talk about the outfit? <laughs> Clueless. I have dressed up... I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, at least on one occasion. <laughs> um, yeah, big fan of the outfits. Um, would wear all of them. Every single one. And Paul Rudd looks exactly the same, so go him. <laughs> anyway, that's my end discussion of Clueless. It should be more Paul Rudd. I know. Was Lisa Kudrow in Clueless? I don't think so. Right. I don't know. I just haven't heard from her in a while. I'm worried. Can someone <laughs> check in on Lisa Kudrow for me? We saw her in a movie, like, literally yesterday. She um, crushed it at the first 20 minutes of this episode, and I haven't seen her since. I'm worried. <laughs> I might send up a flare. Sure. All right. Number four. This is a very important one. The mm. one that set the template for every movie. Yes, She's All That, uh-huh. starring Rachel Lee Cook and Freddie Prinze Jr. Yes. The, the film that shows that you're no glasses and a D ponytail away from being a babe. Yeah. See, if you're already hot, but, you know, you're a bit alternative, all you need to do is dress like the other hot people, and then you're a winner. Yeah. Terrible lessons in hindsight. <laughs> um, All these movies have terrible lessons. Freddie Prince Jr., who's the basically the prom king, gets dumped by his girlfriend, who is probably the prom queen, um, makes a she bet a with his friend, played by Paul Walker. Indeed. Um, is Paul Walker in a few of these? I'm trying to think. He was in something else. He was in something else. Um, can't think what. Nope, 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 nope. I don't know. Either way. Uh, we saw him in something else. We did. Anyway. Maybe a Fast and Furious got in here. Oh, God. <laughs> just, oh. Fast um, and Furious High School. Makes a bet with his friend Paul Walker that... Can we just talk about what a short movie Fast and Furious High School Edition would be? It'd be like, you're on your P-plates and you speed. That's it. Your license is gone. End film. That movie exists. Does it's it? called Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. Oh, I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That was the high school... <laughs> Fast and Furious movie. Oh, anyway, yeah, continue. Justice for Han. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> makes a bet with his friend Paul Walker that he is the pulling power and he can take anyone cool just by... He can turn anyone cool. He can turn anyone cool with a makeover and just being near him. Ego City. He picks Rachel Lee Cook, the RT poor girl. The um, It's very pretty in pink in terms of story setup. Um, yeah, they, she takes her glasses off and then she's a babe. I don't know. (laughs) She puts on some red heels, has a delightfully endearing and approachable half stumble down the stairs. (laughs) She does have a few Bridget Jones moments (laughs) where, oh, she's relatable and adorable because she keeps falling over and her life's a mess. I too fall over and sometimes (laughs) don't wear ponytails. (laughs) It's a bit of a miss with her because her character where she was on top of her shit, she just wasn't involved in the... Cool yeah. kids kind of thing. Anyway, he falls in love. He does. But then the secret's out and they... Is, Isn't this based on literature as well? You said it was... It was. Yeah. You told me. Oh. Well, all right then. Go on. Continue It was based talking. on a play or something. Yeah, it was. Continue. Um, well, they won't. They, they will. It's a movie. Um, special notes. 
that I quite liked, Sarah Michelle Gellar is in this movie as an unworded, uncredited cameo where she's just in one scene. So is Usher. Usher has a lot of lines. Yeah. He's like one of the main characters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Usher's in it and I didn't recognize him because he never banded on his face. Yeah, Usher is in charge of all the music. In this movie, they have a skit to uh, Fatboy Slim's Rockefeller Skank at their prom and they have this big, huge choreographed was, dance number. It was a very... Why? <laughs> I, I mean... It was a little out of place, but it was also pretty awesome. I don't know. It was very awesome, but I'm just like, this makes no sense as to why this would be a shame. But yeah, the Sarah Michelle Gellar thing, if you didn't know, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze Jr. are married with kids. They are. And they have stepped away from Hollywood and hang out and raise their kids, and they're adorable. They are. It's a loose adaptation of George uh, George Bernard Shaw's play Pygmalion, or Pygmalion. I don't know how to say it. Either way, that's what it is. Right. Continue. Um... Those two have worked together in the Scooby-Doo movies, the first one. And also I know slash My Fair Lady. Go on. And I Know What You Did Last Summer. So those yes. two are, seem to be in all of each other's movies. I don't know Cute. if Freddy was in The Grudge. I'll check that out. Maybe uh, he was. I have no idea. Yeah. That's the only other. Sarah Michelle Gellar. And yeah. Freddy wasn't in um, Cruel Intentions. No. Anyway. Um, the other character I want to draw attention to is Matthew Lillard. <laughs> What? He know, is like the indie Jim Carrey. He. Oh, <laughs> no. He is so Don't big and over the top and ridiculous. I will say he wears all my favourite outfits from this film. He is Teen Carrey. No, um, don't even say that. How dare you make that comparison? If his career continued, he would have had a Matthew McConaissance as well. He'd have Oscars. Fuck off, I don't think so. Uh, Matthew Lillard from Scream. <laughs> Yeah. Wing Commander. And now probably weirdly most famous for playing Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo <laughs> franchises. Also, Freddy Prince Jr. What's he done lately? Um, The new Scooby-Doo. I don't know. <laughs> Let me... You keep talking about this movie. I'm going to find out what Matthew Lillard is up to. Oh, man. Um, also, uh, honourable mention to the, the best friend of... Um, oh, I went to say Janie because we watched another TV. What's her name again? The main character. Janie um, Boggs. Oh, it is Janie still? Okay. I don't know. Um, anyway, um, her bestie in the movie is Foggy from Daredevil, who I'm sure has a real name, but um, that's all I can remember. Who knows? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, apart from the main roles we already described Scooby Doo and Scream, he does a lot of voice work. But does he. Matthew only- Lillard. Yes. Yeah. But he only does voice work as Shaggy. That's so incredible. he's done the voice of Shaggy in Robot Chicken, the voice sure. of Shaggy in Teen Titans Go, <laughs> the voice of Shaggy in Scooby-Doo, uh-huh. and the voice of Shaggy in Scooby-Doo the game. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my god. So he only does voice work as Shaggy Rogers. Well, look, I guess when you know you're good at something, you may as well stick to it. Oh, he was in Twin Peaks, apparently. This story could only be improved if his dad was the original Shaggy. <laughs> that... Can that be true, please? <laughs> can that be true? If not, can we spread that rumor? Because <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Oh man! So I'm anyway, happy about this. What like what was the context for Shaggy being in um, Teen Titans Go? I, I'm gonna have to. You know talk. what? I've got more questions. Yeah. Than I have no idea. Jesus Christ! All right, well, that was a that was a what a journey. Fascinating hole. Um, <laughs> highly recommend. Oh my God! Freddie Prinze Jr. was the main character in Wing Commander that Matthew Lillard is also in. Those guys must be best friends. I need to check if Matthew Lillard was the best man at Freddy and Buffy's wedding. We can only hope. Uh, I hope that he maybe his he's speech the... in Shaggy voice. Uh, 
Those guys have worked together so much. This is what I mean. It's all so incestuous. <laughs> these guys all do these things together. Anyway, that cheers all that. Now, yes. noteworthy because it's kind of the one with the the bet yeah, or the. I would call it the quintessential teen movie of our era because it's got every single trope. Plus, aside from a couple of like weird things that people have said in the movie, like uh, colloquialism wise. Um, it holds up really well. Yeah, we watched this this weekend. Yeah. And, it, and Matthew Lillard has all the best outfits. <laughs> it was fine. Like, there were some dated things, but... um, What was the weird thing that Freddie Prince said at some point? He's, what, smash monkeys or something? He was talking yeah. about nailing chicks. Yeah, I can smash monkeys with any of these girls yeah. or oh, something. Oh, yuck. <laughs> but, um... If you manage to pick up anyone by saying smash monkeys, please let us know. And... <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr., stop calling. <laughs> we know you have. We know you're lying to Sarah Michelle Geller that you said it. I actually need to check the timeline of where they got together. Anyway. I thought they got together at Scooby. But that's like the fourth movie they've done together. Well, that's, you know, forced exposure, chicken creep syndrome. Mm. Anyway, yeah, sorry, go on. Where are we up to? That's no, that was number four. That? Um, and that was the template story-wise for not another teen movie. Yes. So the main template, the, the main story. Yeah. yeah. So classic, and a trope that comes up often is like, uh, the cool guy only goes with the girl for a bet, but then he falls in love, mm-hmm. and he goes from jock to being sensitive, and <sighs> happens a lot. It does. Speaking of <laughs> relationships starting in inopportune in. Inappropriate situations. Number three, ten things I hate about you. Styles. Ledger. Le- Levitt. Um, that other one. That other guy with the dick on his face, who I love. Um, Alison Mack. Ooh, careful. Sorry. Um, remember Alison the secret Mack? life of Alison Mack? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the girl. Alison it's Mack. It's not Alison Mack. Isn't it? No. I think it is. It's Alex Mack. Yes. You're God. right. So bad names. Larissa Olenek. Mm. I did not know she was in that movie. Yeah, she's the other girl. Oh, there you go. Most famous for 10 Things I Hate About You and Followed The Secret by. World of Alex Mack. <laughs> she's also in Babysitter's Club. Don't you mean The Secret Life of Alison Mack? Oh, she's worked with Levitt before. She was in Third Rock from the Sun. Well, there you go. Anyway, I anyway back to task. 10 Things I Hate About You. 10 Things you. I Hate About You. A movie that is still studied in year 10 today. Really? Yes. See... So because to- it is based on the Shakespeare play Taming of the Shrew. Hmm. Oh, actually, maybe it's studied in an English extension one. I don't know. Either way, it's still studied in high schools in Australia today. Well, this was a very popular choice mm. with the people I talked with for two reasons. Big yep. Heath Ledger loyalty mm. and fandom as Australians. Sure. And everyone studied this in high school. I yeah. did not. No, you did dumb, dumb English. Yeah, they made so like. At the end of the ninth grade, they made me decide on things that would affect the rest of my life. And I went, I don't really care about English in hindsight, since I've spent... Here you are, doing a pop culture podcast. In my free time, (laughs) breaking down plots and literature and stuff, I probably should have done extension English. (laughs) Yeah, I did, and I loved it. Um, So I thoroughly enjoyed... I will admit that I did have to use spark notes to uh, decode Taming of the Shrew because it's, you know, Shakespeare's not an easy read, my friends. No. So, what's the plot of 10 Things I Had About You, Em? Um, as someone who studied this, I should know this more thoroughly. Uh, well, there is uh, the very stubborn main character and she does not want to do anything. She's very feminist. She's very 
woman for herself. Um, but then she's got a very preppy younger sister and she's not allowed to date unless her sister does because we are living in a patriarchy. And um, so as a result, the guy who wants to go out with her and take her to prom. Love it. Yep. Uh, convinces um, Ledger. Ledger to take the older sister out on a date so they can all go to prom and have a happy good time. And can you guess what happens? They fall in love. They fall in love. Is that the one where they do paintball? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I remember yeah. that scene. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this movie in a while. Oh, we should rewatch. But it's got the 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 famous singer song with her name in it. And, yes. Uh, well, all right. Because we, we watched another teen movie today, all we can think of is Jenny's got a gun. <laughs> Jenny's got a gun. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Her name was Cat Stratford. Cat. We should know this. Email us. What's Why the song we, they sing in 10 I Things Ahead About a, You? Oh, no, it's not a, uh, it's not a song that has her name in it. He sings, um, I can Is picture it, it. I love you, baby. Yeah. It's quite all right. Baby. Yeah. Does an amazing job. What a cutie. Every single girl in high school when that movie came out wished that a boy would do that for them. Do you know how many did? None. I've <laughs> sang songs for you before. Especially in my school because I went to an girls' school. But still. <laughs> I've sang you songs. Yeah, but not in a public forum. That doesn't count. Well, every time I try and belt out Rebecca Black's Friday, you <laughs> shut me down. Not romantic. I, I, you got to sit in the front seat. It is Wednesday, goddamn. Anyway, um, so, so um, yes, fantastic movie. Definitely still holds up and um, do recommend if you've not seen it. But of course you've seen it because where the hell have you been? Uh, so what's that, number three? That was number three. Wow. Number two mm. is the big one. My number two also. American Pie franchise. Yes, yes. The the default answer to teen movies. Mm-hmm. Sparked two seasons, launched a lot of careers and... Two seasons? Two sequels. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is there a TV and show eight direct-to-DVD <laughs> spin-offs. Look, no one should ever see The Book of Love. Uh, or the Naked Mile, yeah, that's or Bandcamp, with you know following the story of Stifler's young brother. Like I said, there is only a trilogy and a trilogy only. Or a, bun- a new bunch of misfits taken Stop. under the wing of um, Jim's dad. Bizarre. Anyway, so um, so this was a bit of a sneaky sneak on our behalf because American Pie one and two specifically, as they're the teenage ones, number three that they're adults technically. I mean, they barely finished college. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, Otherwise, we'd have to extend it to top 15 <laughs> movies. Um, so we are including this as a franchise. Now, um, one and two, the pie scene, it's iconic. Um, Jason Biggs hated it for a long time. So everyone was just like, you're the guy who fucked a pie. Um, but now he loves it. It's like, you know what? That kickstarted my career. I'll wear it. Uh, like he wore the pie. So <laughs> so um, we got... Sean William Scott appears in this film also. Yep, another Sean William Scott appearance. Another Jennifer Coolidge appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got Chris Klein, Jace Biggs. Also, Levy's amazing in in these movies. Eugene Levy. Yeah, yeah. He is actually in the most of them because he appears in most of the directed DVDs. Yeah, he does. We have Hannigan. Yep. Um, Who else was in this? Uh, Natasha Lyon. Yes, love her. Chris Owen, who... Is in like eight of these. Yeah, <laughs> as he's the in a he's the Shermanator in this one. Yeah, but he was also in. What do we see him in? Was he, he was in, in She's All That. He's in She's All That. He's got to eat the the pizza with the pubes on it. He was also in Can't Hardly Wait. Yep, he stole stuff. Yep, he's just 
the teen movie guy. I think he's probably the person who's in the most. He might be. We need that scoreboard. So we got Tara okay. Reid, Sean William Scott, third appearance for him. Mm-hmm. Tara, uh, second for Tara Reid, because she was also had a very brief cameo in Cruel Intentions. That is true. But that's not technically in the list, so. And oh, what's his name? I wanted to so find So Shermanator and Sean William Scott are tied. Yeah. Fascinating. John Cho, who introduced us to the term MILF. Indeed. <laughs> that's um Harold. Right. Harold yes, and Kumar. Uh, who else was in this? Everyone was fucking in this. Yeah, look, this movie kickstarted a lot of careers for a lot of people, and it is, it holds up, it's tight, and it's one of the first big appearances of the internet, because Jim's video of him, um, sexy dancing goes on the internet, which for some reason gets on a school distribution email list, um, which baffles me, but, you know, it happened. (laughs) All of Blink-182 was in this. Yeah, that's true. We should also, talk about and Good Charlotte was in Can't Hardly Wait. The soundtrack no, wait, to... In... <laughs> Not another team movie. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack to uh, American Pie is one of the best film soundtracks mm. I've ever heard. Because mm, it is so good. James and Lit and oh, Blink-182. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, honestly, it's really... If I was to be very real, can't hardly wait. An American Pie one slash two would be equal. It was. It was one such a big deal when it came out. It was a massive deal. Do you remember when you first saw it? I wasn't allowed to see it. Because yeah, I don't think I caught at the movies. I, I remember, was twelve, and yeah. um, and you know, it was an MA film, so um, Dad was like, "No, allowed to watch American Pie." I was like, "Okay," so I went to my cousin's house and watched it, <laughs> and I, I remember loved it. the scandal because you saw the trailer and then mm. you'd see the posters and there was a picture of the pie with a hole in it yeah. and we, we thought that was scandalous <laughs> like oh that pie has had a penis in it now I did learn <laughs> about this and I've forgotten everything about it uh, but there was a thing called I want to say they're called blue trailers mm-hmm. or something anyway it was something to do with I really should have uh, I only just remembered about this but I heard about it on a podcast that had Jason Biggs and I want to say he was on Dax Shepard's podcast Armchair Expert um, and they talk a lot about how American Pie either really kicked off or was the last blue trailer. I can't remember the order of it, but it's something that they don't do anymore and so it's hard to find what that is. What's a blue trailer? Well, I forget. This is all a very pointless story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> but it was very interesting and you should look up something about that because it, I found it very interesting. Now, mm. uh, worst case scenario, just listen to that episode of Jason Biggs on Tax Shepard's podcast. So the quintessential, four virgins approaching prom, make yes. a pact to lose their virginity. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, they think it's all just to get laid, but once they get there, they realize it was what they wanted dates, I guess. Interestingly, the other three did, but Jason Biggs didn't figure that out till the end of number two when he decided he was yeah. really into Hannigan. Yeah. Um, no, Michelle. So the main character took the longest to reach the obvious lesson. But that made a cute overarching story across three films. Yeah. That was nice. I do have a... So there was the two versions of the movie. The one that had the implied pie sex scene. And the one that actually showed Jim on top of the counter. (laughs) Now, I've logged some years as a young... I was not sure what you were about to say (laughs) then. I'm like, uh... (laughs) I've logged some years as a young teenage man (laughs) and i I know the game i know what it's all about but the rules man like the discretion the secrecy you don't get on the kitchen countertop you psychopath (laughs) you take the pie pie upstairs (laughs) people will walk in the front door and that's exactly what happened like you're lucky it was eugene levy levi who's cool with everything could have been your mum i suppose that's true like what the fuck man (laughs) it's a bad move jason 
bad move. Anyway, Mouse American Pie. And, of course, two was the post-high school catch-up where they all... Yeah, after the first year of college and they all come back for the summer. And they all meet up and have a summer hangout and... Also, He glues his hand to his penis. Like, I... I, Which is hilarious. Um, But I loved that movie because just the idea of, like, everyone's going away to college and you all come home for the summer so you all pitch in, do some summer jobs so you can get just, like, an awesome beach house to all hang out in as friends. I'm like, that's... That's really sweet. You never did that? No, I don't have friends. Oh. I used to get a camera every year and... Yeah, well... We did the we same thing. We have experiences. <laughs> nice for some. Um, but I just thought that was really nice. I'm like, oh, how fun. Just all hanging out. That's a good time. <laughs> so, hard to beat American Pie. But yes. we are now at number one. Number one... Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Now, I think we kind of deliberately stretched this. It was meant to be like a 90s one at first, but we're like, you know what? We can't not talk about Mean Girls. And given that it came out in 04 or 05. Yeah, 04. Well, I think it's fine because we were still teenagers when it came out. I was still in high school, so yeah. we're counting. So we, we're and counting our high school years. Yeah. So that was our era because yeah. like I didn't see all the ones from 1990 to 1995. They're all a bit dated for me. Mm. Empire Records is probably the oldest one we had on this list. I watched all of them, but I was a little ahead of the curve for a lot of them. Right. So cool. Um, but yeah. Mean Girls, Tina Fey wrote this. You yes. got stellar performances from Tim Meadows. Fucking love Tim Meadows. <laughs> You can tell I'm old because I'm all like, oh yeah, the principal, man. <laughs> that fucking guy. How good is he? He also plays a principal in schools now. He does, yeah. yeah. And is a cop in no activity. Tim Meadows, man. Tim Meadows is just... <laughs> I love him. More importantly, <laughs> the young ladies at the center of this. Who's the main character? Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. One of the ones that went crazy and burnt out. Yeah. Tell me the plot of Mean Girls and what it means to a young lady in the bullying era sure in the bullying era <laughs> bullying era hasn't ended uh, so Mean Girls is about a, a gal who was homeschooled in Africa and then she comes to America and she joins a regular high school and um, compares a lot of the teenagers to animals which I really enjoyed I thought that was really fun imagery and accurate so um, Rachel McAdams is fucking terrifying in this movie she is she is so her. good and um, so anyway, so she joins this high school and she makes a couple of authentic friends. And then to um, fuck with the popular kids, she tries to join in their circle uh, undercover. But then she gets in too deep, man. And then she turns into a secret asshole. And it's a whole thing. Uh, eventually it all comes good and she works out what's what. And then there's this whole lovely um, conversation about bullying and how that's shit. And how we should all just be nicer to each other, especially women. Because get your shit together, ladies. Support each other. Um, and, um, quite ahead of its time, actually, in terms of that aspect and the first kind of movie to really do that properly. Um, very funny, well cast, well written, well directed, progressive. It's got it all. Yeah. So Athletes, all these everything. 90s ones we saw, it was all very, there's the alphas, the jocks, they bully and it's funny and it takes a bigger bully to stand up to a bully. Mm to save the nerd kind of thing. And this was one of the first ones that really looked at bullying culture, particularly girl-on-girl bullying culture, which is a big issue, I assume. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, addressed that a bit. And it was really well done. And the whole breaking it down to, you're all animals. (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoyed that. (laughs) It was a nice touch. And 
Everyone mentioned Mean Girls, who I talked to. Oh, yeah. How can you not? Yeah. And um, so many quotable lines. Like, it's just fantastic. Um, I love um, Fetch. I wanted to make Fetch happen. Did you? <laughs> so Fetch. Yeah. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. Um, well, I think one of my favorite lines is, none for you, Glenn Coco. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that to our dog like all the time when we were eating a snack. Like, that for you, Glen Cuckoo. See, I've only and seen this maybe like once or twice. Oh my god, I... how dare you? Watching this immediately after yeah, this. Yeah, and I know half the lines. Like, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> like, all this stuff. Oh, so good. Amy Poehler playing one of the, the cool mum. The cool mum. And yeah. you sort of get a look into why Regina George is such a psychopath because her mum's such an yes, enabler. Yes, yes. So that was a nice sort of touch there. It was what I mean, like, very, like it was actually very deeply written hmm. in terms of character development and uh, and things things like that. And um, it has made October twenty third a very popular day. I think that's what the date is. <laughs> well done. I'm not good with numbers. Good with numbers. I would not be on the athletes team. And that's number one. Number one. Another note, just while we were talking about the breakdown of the. It's also a, uh, it's now a play, which I am so keen for. I've heard of that, actually. Yeah, well, that's also made by Tina Fey. Yeah, because um, Tina Fey was talking about it to Conan the other mm. day, how Conan went with his daughter, and she's like, like it was the best thing since sliced bread. Hell yeah. Um, one thing I meant, forgot to mention on the previous one, mm. so Mean Girls had this too, but all the other ones, you've got the jocks, the nerds, and there's very, all the different types. One mm. thing that made American Pie so interesting, mm. you had this group. And they were all different. Like, there was a jock in that group. There was a burnout yeah. in that group. A nerd in that group. And Stifler. <laughs> like, they had this group. And they were all doing different things. He was kind of a jock. But, yeah. Uh, well, he was jockish. He was he, over he, the top He ended jock. up being a PE teacher, so. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that was cool. That was the first movie where I saw where everyone just wasn't typecast into groups. 13 inches around. <laughs> Think about it, ladies. <laughs> I'm not counting. Oh. I'm not even counting that Hummer I got in the library. <laughs> ah, Stifler. So good. So I think Sean William Scott cleaned up today. Yeah, I think he, so. Um, he and Shermanator are in like most of yeah. these movies. But Shermanator doesn't have like lines and shit. That makes it more impressive. <laughs> he just looks like a just, nerdy guy. Just high rocks school. up. He probably he still do? gets cast in things. He ate pubes. Yep. But he also banged Nadia in number two. True. In American Pie two, he stole a bunch of shit. Yep. Yeah. What a character. What a character. Um, so that's our top ten list. Um, thoughts on the era, tropes, things that aged well, things that aged poorly, M. Uh, things that have aged poorly is the rampant homophobia, the rampant homophobia. in most of these movies. Oh, I my mean, God. Jesus Christ. Cruel Intentions was particularly bad. Ooh. They even had, like, they were dropping F-bombs as insults all the time. They even had a gay character who was a little too flaming. Yeah, played look, by Joshua it's, Jackson. It's not that he was too flaming, it's that they made the character deliberately cliche, like they had never met a gay person, so they were just <laughs> imagining what one would be like. Uh, it was oh, it was very cringy. Um, so yeah, things that didn't age well, Rampant Homophobia, uh, is my number one on this list. Um, things that did age well, I still don't quite know how to answer. Um, the, just the teenage experience of trying to just make sense of everything. I think that's something that's just permanently relatable for everyone. Everyone's been a teenager at some point. Um, so I love that. I think in terms of looking at the era as a whole, there's a lot of general themes that are the same, but Mean Girls was a real turning point because it addressed some actual social issues. And movies, teen movies since then, have been different. Um, yeah. Especially looking at ones from the last 
five years and I want to do a separate kind of special on that at some point. Um, the youth are very different. They're a lot more self-aware and a lot more enlightened than uh, our generation. And so, and I think, uh, and look, that's not to say that, th- that things like bullying doesn't still exist because of course it does. In fact, it exists in more mediums now. Um, but, but the adults are doing it to well, sports stars. That, that, well, no one cares about that. Um, but and musicians. But, um, but Mean Girls was kind of that turning point for not just that reason in that it, it was a very... Um, a very good movie in terms of like actually addressing that kind of stuff and encouraging women to support women and to stop bullying and to, you know, trying to de-hierarchalness the school. Um, but also in that it was at that point when movies started addressing the internet and phones a lot more in day to day. So the, the tones of movies that have teens really changed after that. So that was really interesting. Uh, what about you? What do you think held up, didn't held up? So a lot of them, the bet concept, mm. uh, 10 things, can hardly wait. People getting into relationships for real cruel reasons, cruel yeah. intentions as well. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, I fall in love once I got there. And then the girl inevitably goes, oh, he's changed. And they end up together or something. And no, if that's how your relationship has started, how could you trust this person again? It's <laughs> awful. Um, well, yeah. The other one is the definition of the happily ever after. Yeah. Because everyone's getting together at the end of high school. It's mm-hmm. always a romance and they get together. But every time yes. a, a reunion is portrayed mm. and there's a couple who stayed together since high school, Romy and Michelle's an example, yeah. like, oh, the prom king and queen stayed together. They're always cheating on each other or something's happening. That's true, And there's yeah. never... Because the reunion is also a very popular trope. Mm. And at every re- reunion... Anyone that's still together from high school and like, oh, we got married right after high school, they're never happy. That's true, actually. Yeah, that's a good Zach point. and Miri as well, same thing. All yeah. the people married from high school, bad. Mm, yeah, so interesting. the implication being the teen movie giveth, the teen movie taketh away, mm. the teen movie will give you a happily ever after at the end of high school. It will not give you the long-term happily ever after. True. I mean, look at Can't Hardly Wait. They got together on the day she left for... But they wrote our letters every day. Right. And so they did a long-distance relationship. And then we have Road Trip, where long-distance relationship, the punchline was, they don't work. Well, I suppose. I mean, you can write in an epilogue <laughs> on a cue card, and they're still together today. I do not believe you. Like, <laughs> the evidence you have laid in front of me is all of this is bullshit. Do not trust anyone still with their high school girlfriend. <laughs> Except for American Pie, because they stay together all through college and they get married. Although they do have a hard time. But then they figure it out again, and that's nice. As in Jim and Michelle. Michelle, yeah. Because they, they get married in three, and then when we have uh, American Pie reunion. Oh my god, how many were there? There's, well, there's, mm, there's, there's the trilogy, which all came out around the same time. There's American and then 2 and American years, Wedding. Yeah, and then seven years later. And then there was American Reunion. Yeah, I reunion. forgot about that one completely. Reunion's actually pretty good. Okay. I actually think it came out a bit later than that, but no, it was it was, it, it was quite good. And they do struggle a bit because they've got like a kid and, you know, kids ruin lives. And um, they're kind of struggling, but then they work through their shit and then they, they're all lovely again. And they, while they hooked up in high school, they didn't get together to later on. Well, till a year into college, yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's true. But so everyone's all about the getting together. No focus on the maintaining of a high school relationship. That's true. This is why everyone, divorce rates are high. Everyone's <laughs> failing. Like, 
come on, man, you've been manipulated by these movies. Like, ah, oh, get your high school girlfriend. A, a lovely another downer note from T. No, it's a real <laughs> lesson. Like, this lesson didn't age well. I guess. Don't do anything in high school. <laughs> I mean, party and get into good schools. Don't date anyone to trap. <laughs> um, what else? <laughs> On our uh, next episode. <laughs> that was all my main takeaways. Um, yeah, a lot of homophobia, which is less now. Mm. A lot more. The lines are blurring between clicks. That are, that's good. Yes, which um, which I first really noticed in Twenty One Jump Street. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because it's all. And a, that, lot, that... a lot of effort on individuality and characters mm. and who happens to be a nerdy person or who happens to be a jock. Mm. But it's not. It's more focus on the individual. Yeah, it's more like now teen movies are more individual coming of age stories rather than clicks versus clicks. Yeah. Um, but what I did really like in Twin on Jump Street is not just how that was very representative of like young people now. But how much they discussed that because they were going in based on their high school experiences, which are much more like ours and all the people before us. And then everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, these aren't different groups. We're all just people. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Um, Kind of thing. So that's what I really loved about that movie. And that was another big turning point in terms of teen movies, even though it's not technically a teen movie, but kind of a teen movie. I want to call it a teen movie. Um, Yeah. But that was later. So that therefore is not in this list. (laughs) <laughs> so that is our teen special with MNT. Thank you for joining us and going through our list. If we've forgotten any movie, if we've underrated a movie, if we've overrated a movie, let us know. Let's talk about it. What was your favorite teen movie? If you're of a different age group to us, tell us what your one is. I don't know what the kids are doing. I don't know what the adults are doing. I only know what I do. And, and we'll make those lists too. And we'll make those. Um, we can revisit the 80s or the more newer ones. We'll think about it. Yeah. And but, if you've enjoyed us doing this particular special, let us know. and We can throw some more themed specials your way. And you can let us know these things at goodpop underscore badpop on Twitter. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash goodpopbadpoppodcast. Also on Instagram, goodpopbadpoppodcast. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. Don't forget to subscribe and comment and share our stuff and put us out there. We'll love it. And uh, stay tuned for our next episode.